0: Brothers Podcast. This is our first Quickie.
1: Hey, it's your boy DJ. And
0: as you know, I'm Travis Porter. Quickie's going to be a things when all of us can't meet, but we really have something we need to talk about. So, <laughs> where to start? Where to start? So DJ, as you know, Tuesday, I texted you and Tim, hey, we got to record. I got some stuff I need to say. Right. And uh, right. I, sent, I sent you to a link. <laughs> the link was about Amad Arbery. As you know, new footage has been released of who is alleged to be Mr. Arbery in a house that was under construction, under renovation, however you want to say it, mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes, it was under construction. There's a video right. of him allegedly walking inside, looking around. then running mm-hmm. outside. Well, as it turns out, suddenly people have things to say. People who were once silent, now all of a sudden, oh, this is why I waited. For all the facts to come out, what really irked me, DJ, was the fact that the videos that these people were showing were of black people, black right. men specifically. Right. From my opinion, demonizing Ahmad Arbery. My yes. opinion is that they were demonizing Ahmad Arbery.
1: Right, right, right.
0: My initial purpose of recording this was we we're going we to look at this video live and dissect it point by point. Mm-hmm. That was my initial intent. <laughs> but after talking to my wife and right. she gave me that look and she said to me, we're not going through this again, are we? <laughs> <laughs> as, what we about, as what we talked about last episode, filtering That's what you right. see on Facebook. Right. I took a break, I calmed down and I wondered what really bothered me. And I guess what really bothered me in situations like this, Why is there such an emphasis on demonizing the victim, especially when the victim is a black man? You
1: know, that is something I think we all battle with all the time, because if the roles were reversed, who would be the victim and who would be the bad guy?
0: Case in point, we were talking about this before we started recording. On July 15th, 2017, a Somali-American Minneapolis police officer named Mohammed Moore shot Justine, I'm gonna mispronounce her name and I apologize, but Rushchik, I believe, a four-year-old Australian woman. I won't go into the details about that just for time, but I will link to the story, to the Wikipedia article in the description, so you can click that if you're interested. In this situation, the cop was all of a sudden demonized. And I'm, just wondering, this, and I'm just wondering, this can't be coincidence.
1: How many shots did he take?
0: I think it said one. One shot? I, th- I think it was one shot. One shot. Shot the
1: victim once. One time. And he didn't know that the victim had a gun or yeah. not. In April,
0: 19, in April 2019, Norris was convicted of third-degree murder and manslaughter, but acquitted of intentional second-degree murder. He was sentenced to 12.5 years in prison.
1: This is Mm -hmm. an officer,
0: right? Mm Mm-hmm. And the family of the victim bought a lawsuit against the city of Minneapolis alleging violations of Damon's civil rights. Her name, the victim's name was Justine Damon.
1: Wow.
0: And they settled for 20 million US dollars. Wow. So, where was his police union? Wow. Because police unions, a lot of times, bend over backwards to protect their own. But not in this case.
1: You just, post, you, you, you just stated a fact there, right? I mean, that whole article, those are facts.
0: They're, they're facts.
1: 12 and a half years, and he shot his pistol once. And the only difference in this case than any other case, not I mean, I, I know for a fact we just had a case where a woman broke into someone's home that wasn't even her own and shot him sitting on the couch eating ice cream. Amber Geiger. How many years did she get?
0: Emma Garg was in ten years in prison.
1: Even though, even though she actually burglarized, walked in, shot a man in his own home, sitting on his own sofa, and she got the lesser of the two.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Do 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 you get one going? So mm-hmm. it makes sense, but at the same time, like I said, this is just my opinion, man. I feel like you know when the roles are reversed, people always get the lesson then. Then you know what I'm saying. Then the ones who can, should be considered a victim, like the black guy, the black guy is going to be considered as the uh, bad guy in this in this whole equation. And and the main reason he's considered that way is because he's black. I don't care what nobody say. I don't care how you want to look at it. and I'm not. I don't. I don't. I don't like trying to just put race in it. But at the same time, the facts are the facts, and I feel like. If it was reversed, if it was a black guy running after a white guy down the road and he, and you see the same video, the same way, who's going to jail instantly? Who's going to be getting charged (laughs) with, with, with the chair, just about, they they're going to want the match for this. Am I right? Yep. I mean, that's how I feel. That's just, like I said, that's just my opinion. I feel, I feel like if the roles were reversed, this guy. If, he was, if it was Mr. Aubrey that was chasing down Mr. McMichael, as, after Mr. McMichael going on his jog, and you see the same video with Aubrey jumping out of his truck, pointing a 12-gauge shotgun at Mr. McMichael's face, and pulling the trigger, Mr. McMichael would be looked at as a saint, and Mr. Aubrey would be looked at as a murderer. Right. And I feel like everybody would be saying, give him the chair, instantly. That's, that's just how I feel. But that's just my opinion. I mean, I'm like, like I said. I mean, I would, I, I wish it wouldn't be that way. But at the same time, I mean, just really think about it. If it was the other way around, it would be looked like as a mugging. It'd be like, oh, you trying to mug the guy, or, or, or what? 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 did Mister Michael do wrong? That's the only thing I'm saying. Switch the roles, switch mm-hmm. it around, and let's see how the world will look at it. If you, if if you can sit here and say, oh, I wouldn't have looked at it no different. Then hey. You're you're 1%. But I feel like the whole entire world will be looking at it like, oh, he's a murderer. Oh, let's give him the chair. I don't know why it's like that, but that's the world we live in, man. Whether we want to accept it or not, that's the world we live in.
0: We're not saying that Officer Noor should have gotten off scot free. No. What we're saying, what we're talking about is the disparity between the support for Amber Geiger, Officer Geiger. Versus the condemnation for Officer Moore. Right. Officer Moore had no support whatsoever. Zero. Amber Geiger had support. Right. They were willing, they were willing to throw Officer Moore under the bus in a heartbeat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a shame, but, I mean, you just stated facts there. I mean, you, you showed the facts. I mean, it showed. You got 12 years. And the thing no. is, he was actually doing his job.
0: That's right, it's an unfortunate tragedy that the person he shot was not a victim. I think she was actually the one who called 911 because she thought she heard something. I think she uh-huh. thought she heard a woman being raped. That's an unfortunate tragedy, but he was doing his job.
1: He was doing
0: his job. He did his job wrong. And in, in that field, when you make mistakes, unfortunately people do die and this is what happened. It,
1: it does, but it also shows you, it's, it's, not, it's, not like, it's not like he walks into the house drunk in, in, in his uniform. And, and he walked into the lady house thinking it was his own house and looked at the lady sitting on the sofa and shot her while she was eating a bowl of ice cream. It ain't like he did that. Exactly. It's not like he did that. I think he was called out there and, you know, he was trying to do his job, but he was getting looked at as the bad guy. That's why he got 12 years. Like I said, when the roles are reversed, some other people get the lesser charge.
0: And, and back to the controversial part of this podcast, What really bothers me is when our white counterparts, the only time they take us seriously is when we're on their side, Right. from my perspective. Or I could be wrong, but my life experiences have shown the ones that I interact with, usually, usually only value what we have to say when it lines up with their worldview. So the videos that really set this off, I had a I had a Facebook friend share this video. It was from a page called The Hodge Twins, to a young black man who are conservative. We won't get into the details of the video. I will link this in every video we talk about in the description of the podcast. So you're welcome to take a look on your own. But it's basically what I've been saying. Now that video of a of who was supposed to be a mod Arberry has been released in this house, now he's guilty all of a sudden the video that's, that I showed you guys. The Officer Tatum, another African-American.
1: That guy.
0: <laughs>
1: that guy. He'll tell you real quick, uh, I'm not choosing sides. Then again, he'll go right there and choose a side. And everybody see it and everybody come in the same thing. He's a, he's a clickbait type of guy.
0: For, re- for your reference, the, the video of the Hodge twins is called New Updates in the Ahmaud Arbery Case. The Officer Tatum video is updates in Ahmaud Arbery's case are disturbing. Both of those videos, in my opinion, paint nothing but a picture of guilt of Ahmaud Arbery. It does.
1: But the thing is, though, is biased. Because on one hand, you're saying, I'm not choosing a side. But then on the other hand, you're saying, McMichael is not guilty. Right. If we're going by the law. But at the same time, though, you're not going by the law by saying that McMichael is still not guilty because at the same time, the only person who was defending himself was Mr. Aubrey yes. in this situation. This is a guy who walked into a home, looked at the floor plan, ran back out the door. Mr. McMichael chose to get in his truck, ride down the road, jump out with a 12-gauge shotgun to say, stop, stop. Who's not going to defend themselves by, by in this situation? Who's not going to try to fight? Fight this guy who just jumped out of truck with a twelve gauge shotgun pointed at him. It's fight or flight at that and moment.
0: Pointing a gun at someone, I believe, can be classified as assault. It so is assault. you point a gun at me, that means you intend to do harm to me. I at that point have the right to defend myself. Automatically,
1: honestly, man, if, 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 it was to, <laughs> if you really wanted to just scare him, you should have did some warning shots. Yeah, should have fired off in the air to scare somebody, but. That wasn't the case. You you jumped off your truck and you pointed a gun in his face. What man is not going to grab the barrel and try to get it out of his face? And that's what he did. He was like, man, get, get this out of my face. The officer Tatum, mm-hmm. that guy right there, me going to that video, looking at that video, I, it was one-sided. I'm not trying to hate on nobody's podcast or nobody streams or nothing like that, but even though he's trying to tell everybody that I don't look at it like this and I don't look at it like that. It was a one-sided video. That's it. I couldn't see it no other way. And and, and 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 hate has nothing to do with that. And me trying to stand up for the black guy has nothing to do with that. It's facts are facts. And if you if you if you're stating these laws and you and, and, and you're sitting here telling me what the law says, show me where he broke it. If you're gonna be if you're gonna if you're gonna be real, state the facts. That's all I say, man. Look at the facts. Look at the facts, clear as day. Don't tell me what you can, what what you consider is right because you're saying this is what the law say. But if this is what the law say, none of that, none of the law was broken. None of it exactly. was broken. None of it was broken. And and why can't you just say that? Like like I mean, that's the thing I'm saying. I mean, it's you looking at it in black and white on straight up paper saying this is what the law say. Where did he break the law? You know what I'm saying? Show me where he broke it. No mm-hmm. trespass signs, standing out nowhere, none of that. Show me where he broke the law, and that, and that, and that's the thing that, get, that that that's that's the thing that's getting to me right now. I'm looking at this whole situation like Aubrey did nothing wrong, man. He yep. did nothing wrong. The only thing he did wrong was he walked into a house which, like everybody always that like everybody been saying. Everybody walks into a, a construction house and look take a look around because they want to look at the floor plans. But at the same time, though, him doing that that day got him killed. Even, 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 even when they called it in on nine one one, the dispatch even asked,
0: "What did he do wrong? <laughs> what did he do
2: wrong?
1: What did he do wrong?" And people are still saying, "Oh, you know, he broke into the home. He looked like the bad guy. What did he do wrong?" She said, "You still got to tell me, like, what? What did he do wrong, though? He's running down the road, but what did he do wrong?" Okay, what
2: is he doing? He's running down the street. Okay,
1: Okay, that's fine. I'll get them out there.
2: I just need to know what he was doing wrong.
1: I mean, that's clear as day. I mean, yeah. if the dispatch got to ask you again, like, hey, we're going to send somebody out there, but what did he do wrong? Right. Tell me what he did wrong so I can tell the officers who were coming on scene what he did wrong. Right.
0: I went down a rabbit hole of thought, man, what bothers me the most is why are we doing this to ourselves? You have these black, I don't even know if they're conservative, I think they're just really looking for attention. These black commentators, influencers, whatever you want to call them, canon, so when it's Jesse Lee Peterson, Diamond and Silk, oh my God, Diamond and Silk.
2: He's a he's the president. Trump show president. He's your president. He's a he's a he's a he's a he's a president. Trump show president. He's a president. He's a he's a he's a he's a he's your president. Trump show president. He's your president. He's a he's a he's a he's a he's your president. Trump show president. So get over it. Stop crying like a baby and a little bit. You mad? You mad that Hillary Locks, Diamond is trying to tell you back, Trump the boss.
0: It's, it's like, I don't, I don't know, man. It's like, Roland Martin, especially called Dominic Silk, modern, modern day minstrel shows.
1: <laughs>
0: I mean, there was even a point that, Trump even had them on stage one time. He didn't say, go ahead and do a little dance, but he said, he basically said
2: that. All right. I turn on my television one night and I see these two on television. I say, they are the greatest. What is it? They became an internet sensation. I hope you've uh, monetized it a little bit.
1: <laughs> you want to
2: do a little routine? Come no, on, go but, ahead. Well, first of all, I'm glad that the media can see us and all. So There they go. There they go.
0: I see them. I see them. You know, and it's just like, why is there such a movement among certain sects of black people to just demonize black people?
1: Because those are the ones that they choose to pick, to do demonized because really you can't say it's uh something that is racist coming from someone that looks just like you yeah. yeah yeah you can't really consider that racist you would just look at them having their own opinion but at the same time though I mean racism is racism period yeah. no matter no matter who does who who does it I, I understand they you you, you got to be a certain color and all that stuff but at the same time though it's a lot of bashing against black men
0: and stuff coming from a lot of other black people. Yeah, and I I, I can tell you right now I'm guilty as charged mm-hmm. because not so much in my later life, but I used I used to do it all the time, not knowing, not realizing I did it. Right. You know, um, I don't part of it may have coming in working in retail in the electronics department at retail in a predominantly black neighborhood, and the security guy was black. So. So obviously, what am I going to be? <laughs> right. What are they going to be telling me to look out for? You know, but at the same Thank time, I, and I understand, yeah. I understand you do that to an extent, but at the same time, that that's dangerous. It is because you it start is. doing that throughout your life. Yes, you do. I've done that throughout my life. It so, would just,
1: you say, so would you say that's a learned behavior?
0: It's learned behavior, but where did it come from? Is like, is that society? I, I would have to imagine a society. Because where else would um, would someone who grew up with both parents, both of them worked, we were fortunate enough never to be on food stamps, you know all the stereotypes, whatever. Where would I get these opinions of other black people from?
1: Learn behavior.
0: Yeah, it went from my parents. <laughs> it
1: was, like I said, like you said early on in life, you was taught that by working in retail, you was taught to look at this certain group. Because they're the ones who are normally stealing out of here. And I want you to watch them every time they walk in. And instantly, that's what you do. Why? Because it's your job to do it. And then later on in life, when you're out with your wife and your kids, who are you looking to? And who are you looking for? (laughs) So, I would say it's a learned behavior. But, you know, to some, they will say, no, it's not a learned behavior. They will say those are the ones who are generally stealing. Those are the ones who are generally killing. But <laughs> me personally, I think those are the ones who are sh- lights are being shined on more
2: of. Yeah.
1: I don't if think the, I don't think they're the only one. I just think the they, light just getting shine even brighter on just that group. That's if it. that's
0: if that's all you watch, yeah, that's all you're gonna catch. Thank you. The former mayor of New York who ran for president just said okay. there was there was audio of him just released. After he i think it was after or before he dropped out his campaign saying that exact same thing about policing in minority neighborhoods Bloomberg oh Bloomberg,
1: Bloomberg. Yeah. Oh.
0: Thank but it was it was basically him admitting that of course that's we're going to catch most of black people because that's where he put all the police officers right so I don't in know fact- man it's just you know I, I really i think my wife mostly for breaking me out of it, because I think she started noticing some self-destructive behaviors. right? And that plus everything else has been happening in the past five, six years when it comes to race relations really woke me up. Right, which is It's, it just seems like, despite what conservative Christian America might say, <laughs> the group of people most under attack seems to be the black man.
1: You're right. I agree. I agree one hundred percent. Most stereotypes it is. It's the black man. <laughs> You're right.
0: I don't know, man. It's almost like. You know what? There is something intimidating about black men together. What's that? The power that it holds. Of course. Look at those civil rights photos with men's arm in arm. I agree one hundred
1: percent. How powerful is that? Very. You know it's very powerful and very uplifting yeah and it gives you some kind of sign of hope
0: yeah aloe black the man that video basically is him going through all the important stages of black history and it ends with a reenactment of i believe the march on selma it ends with them locked arm in arm really? like men in suits locked arm in arm wow. to me that's a very powerful image I would encourage you all to check that video out. But it's like it's, it's it's like everything, man. Everything's trying to keep us in the dark, like entertainment, whatever. Uh-huh. You know, entertainment especially. I don't want to criticize, you know, rap, whatever, but it seems like most of rap right now is very materialistic.
1: A lot of it is. A lot of it is. You know, I was listening to um, Beehive Radio, and um, he did an interview with Big Gip the other day. And Gip, like Gip was saying, uh, the new age rap and all that stuff is going to be totally different now with the pandemic and everything that's going on with the corona. Because now you can't talk about the, the money that you're spending in the club, the bling bling, the cars that you ride and stuff like that. Because don't nobody care. Don't nobody care because ain't nobody out to see it like that. Can't nobody see it. Ain't nobody right there in the vicinity to, to you know what I'm saying, to live it up with you. So it's like, what are you going to talk about now? Now you gotta be able to rap, point blank. Period. It gotta go back now. You gotta go back to rapping because you gotta have something to talk about. You gotta give some, some, some form of art of uh, storytelling. And if you can't do that, then you're not a rapper. You're just somebody who can just speak on the things that you got and the things that you see. But you're not a rapper.
0: I don't think Versace, Versace, Versace
1: is gonna work anymore. <laughs> no, because nobody <laughs> care about it. So you know, you know. So I, I agree with you, kind of, when it comes to the materialistic side of uh, rap right now. But a lot of that has to change. And it gotta change very, very soon because, like Gip said, you got people that stand in the house for five or six days with the same stuff on. So like, they don't care about no new B- B- Balenciagos and all that stuff, so it's like,
0: come on, man. Yeah, and like again, I'm not, know, we, we probably say this every, we're probably gonna say this every episode. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but it's like, it just seems like there's something that's trying to keep black men in power as far as socially, Financially, whatever, from and uplifting it, other black men. you know, shut up and dribble.
1: Oh yeah, of course.
0: That kind of thing. Yeah. It's like, no, you're, hey, 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 hold up, hold up, man. Thank you for winning us the championship. But hey, just stay on the basketball court. You know, stay on the basketball court. Be quiet. You you can't yeah. think for yourself.
1: Right. You're just a basketball player. Right. Nobody cares about what you think on the political side of things.
0: Right. So you just you, you just like keep I, making music. We don't care about what you think.
1: Right. But, but you that, do that, that, because no. you
0: listen to my music. That's kind of what I think.
1: Those are the things that are being said, you know, but everybody has their own opinion. Everybody has a mind of their own. And I feel like on every platform, you should have someone stand up, stand up for what they believe in and be able to speak and hopefully listen to as well. Because everyone got something to say. And I feel like if you got a platform, use it, especially if you're using it for something positive especially if you're using it for a positive change, you know? So, because like I said, man, it's a lot of people that's been quiet for a long time and they choose to stay quiet because they feel like it's going to save their money. Right. But at the same time, I think my character as a man and what I stand for and what I represent is far more important than money.
0: And I just want to say, I'm, I'm probably a couple of years, I'm a couple of years late with this man, but props to Jay-Z for 444, man. Right. You know? Yeah, he yeah he talked about what he did to Beyonce, blah blah blah. But he also talking about you know invested, having a legacy for mm-hmm. your children, you know, man. So props right. to Jay Z for that.
1: Yeah, it's far more important.
0: That's and I'm I'm sure based on based on conversations we've had, parts are are starting to show that you and Tim are going to get in a discussion about him and title, if he could have that power if he wasn't on Tyler or not.
1: But <laughs> that's right. You're right. We will. And, and the thing. <laughs> And the thing is, I, won't, I don't want people to, to, to get stuck on thinking that we're just going to be talking about race and we're just going to be talking about Amabar, okay. um, Aubrey all the time. But you got to understand, you got to talk about what's relevant right now. Right. And what's relevant right now is this case. right? Because this case right here is going to change a lot of things going forward. Right. Because it's going to change a lot of laws in the state of Georgia. You're going to have to, because the laws are staying the same for too long. And they're the average lynching laws. Do we really
0: need a citizen's arrest right now in 2020?
1: No, we don't. <laughs> citizens will get killed or or, or doing the killing. You yes. know what I'm saying? So it's like, stop it. Stop it with all that. You know, this is not the Wild Wild West. This is not John Wayne. This is not, you know, Billy the Kid. None of it. This is not those type of days where a citizen can just pull out his gun and say, get out on the ground. Who are you? You're not a cop. You're just like me. Stop stop it let the cops do their job let them do their job you know that that, that's that's what they get paid to do let them do their job why are you chasing somebody down with a 12-gauge shotgun like come on man Mm. we gotta stop i mean it's barbaric it's on it's it's on some caveman stuff we, we gotta stop that man all the way around we gotta do better yeah period we have to do better period
0: yeah, we do. We got to come together uh-huh. as a people. My biggest criticism—speaking of that—my biggest criticism about the Black Lives Matter movement, there was no figurehead. You know what I mean?
1: Uh-huh.
0: It's like figurehead,
1: figurehead in the movement.
0: Yes, yeah, the entire movement saying this is this is who we are, this is what we believe in. You had uh-huh. different, you did different different BLM groups all over the nation. They probably stood for different things. Probably wanted different things. This thing I wish I could change about it. I'm not I'm not knocking on the Black Lives Matter movement. Trust me. No, no, I know I know you're
1: <laughs> not. I know you're not. But you know, but you know, but you know what's the trip though? That was the whole point and the whole goal of of a few people that was a part of it because you gotta understand a house divided is gonna what? Fall. It's gonna fall.
0: And that's that's basically what we were talking about earlier.
1: Every everybody, everybody, everybody can't be the leader. And the mm-hmm. thing is you gotta understand that it's good to have one person, one set person speaking for the group because I mean, it shows some kind of form of unity. and It shows that everyone is choosing this person to be the one that's going to be in the forefront and lead us to where we need to go. Yes. And if you can't do do that, how can anybody look at you as someone that can make a decision or someone who really, you know what I'm saying, got a solid foundation? You don't, because you can't, you're arguing amongst yourselves.
0: Again, more conspiracy theories. I feel like that's all manufactured, man.
1: That's what I was saying (laughs) when I was saying it. Yeah, That's why I said a house divided will what? Fall. fall. Because like, you have some pieces that are added that looks good in the beginning, but the whole objective is to do what?
0: Bring it down. There you go. Yeah. I myself personally apologize to the Black community for being part of that problem. I do. Because just a couple of months ago, I was in a similar position to Ahmaud Arbery. <laughs> I was coming from the gym. And we've been looking for houses, and I used Open Door. Open Door is an app where you can mm. look at a house, unlock it from your phone, and walk inside. I did that in a neighborhood that w- that was not my neighborhood, mm. and this wasn't a house on the construction. Mm.
1: But was you look at? Was you looked at as being a burglar? I don't know. Maybe. No,
0: maybe. Nobody, nobody said anything to me. I'm sure somebody was home.
1: Maybe. But. Was the cops called? Maybe. Who knows? Who knows?
0: They didn't show up when I was there.
1: Maybe.
0: I might have been looked at the entire time.
1: But at the end of the day, you know what the difference is? Michael was not living across the street from you. Yeah. That's the difference. Yep. He was not across the street and saw you walk in without a key, using your phone to unlock a door. Because if he probably would have seen you, he probably would have said, "Hey, somebody just broke into this house, and he's not supposed to be in there." I know this house is up for sale, but nobody's supposed to be here. The realtor is not here, so what is going on? Right. You never know. I'm just saying. You know, I'm just I'm, I'm just throwing some things out there because right, right is right and wrong is wrong. What's wrong with him jogging down the road and want to go in and take a look? Yeah. It was wide open. No doors. No doors on the building. <laughs> no trespassing signs nowhere. No one's saying, stay out, keep away. And it wasn't like he was on the property and they came to try to remove him and he tried to stay. No, he left, right? So like, what's the difference? You went in, you saw the floor plan of the house that you went, that you was looking at, you looked around, oh, this is nice, honey, what you think? No, oh, this, this is great. And you walked back out of the house and you were safe and sound, got in your car and drove off, right? Well, this guy walked into the house, looked around, looked at the floor plan, Ran back out the house, back, jogging back down the road, and a couple of seconds later, a minute later, he's getting chased by a pickup truck, and they jumping out with a twelve gauge shotgun. It's amazing, man. It's amazing.
0: Videos we said early in the show, just to be objective, <laughs> the Hodge twins, new updates in the Mod Arbery case. The officer Tatum on YouTube updates in the Mod Arbery's case are disturbing. In the video,
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, that guy right there—I I, I, I can't do it, man. He, he's something else. He—he'll he, tell you real quick. uh, I'm not choosing sides. Then again, he'll go right there and choose a side, and everybody see it, and everybody come in the same thing. He's a—he's he, a clickbait type of guy. I'm not trying to hate on nobody, podcast or nobody streams or nothing like that. But if you're gonna be—if you're gonna—if you're gonna be real. State the facts. That's all I say, man. Look at the facts. Look at the facts, clear as day. Don't tell me what you can, what what you consider is right because you're saying this is what the law say. But if this is what the law say, none of that, none of the law was broken. None yeah, of it exactly. was broken. None of it was broken. And, and why can't you just say that? Like, like I mean, that's the thing I'm saying. I mean, it's you're looking at it in black and white on straight up paper, saying this is what the law say. Where did he break the law at yeah. any point in time? And that and that and that's the thing that, get, that that that's that's the thing that's getting to me right now. I'm looking at this whole situation like, Aubrey did nothing wrong, man. He yep. did nothing wrong. The only thing he did wrong was he walked into a house was like everybody always that like everybody been saying. Everybody walks into a, a construction house and look take a look around because they want to look at the floor plans. But at the same time, though, him doing that that day got him killed.
0: A video that's a little more objective. I believe his name is Colin Noir. He is a Black Second Amendment advocate. And by Second Amendment, a- Second Amendment Activist, I mean he's a Second Amendment gun nut, but hey, that's okay. That's okay, he loves the Second Amendment. His video is on Facebook. It's called, "A Barberi Update. Has my position changed? It's a response to his first video. Apparently in his first video, he had the same position when new evidence came out. Some people commented that all of a sudden he was a race baiter and ha ha ha, aren't you feeling stupid now? It's amazing that (laughs) when new video comes out and the black man just still doesn't agree with what you think, it's amazing how you get turned on. But I digress. We'll leave you guys with that. This has been the first quickie of the Opinionated Brothers podcast. listening to this quickie episode as my co-host DJ said this isn't intended to be a black militant black power podcast however we are three black men and we believe that there is power in that so when issues like this come up we're gonna have opinions and we're gonna have real honest discussions about them that's why we decided to call the show the opinionated brothers podcast because we're brothers in the cultural and colloquial sense of the word but we're also brothers in life And brothers in Christ I know these first couple of episodes have been kind of heavy but I promise you guys we're gonna have some fun we're gonna joke around and we're gonna talk about some trivial fluff the links to the videos we discussed will be in the show notes and on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash opinionated brothers podcast be sure to like and follow us we love and appreciate you all and again thank you guys for not only listening but for hearing us as well Because everyone has an opinion, so why not us? We'll see you next time.